One guest, 10 songs, 10 reasons. Music was my first love on Radio Glamorgan. My guest today is the broadcaster and producer and host of the A to Z of Pop, which is distributed to over 100 different stations, including Radio Glamorgan, and that's Richard Smith. We'll hear from Richard after his first choice, which is from a regular feature on Music Was My First Love, The Beatles. Welcome to Radio Glamorgan, and music was my first love, Richard. Yeah, thank you very much indeed, Andrew. Yes, I'm, I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you. It's nice to, it's nice to hear the voice that I've recognised for so long, actually. Perfect face for radio, that's the way. <laughs> you and me both. Tell me about your first choice. Right, well, I mean, they're just the finest rock and roll band in the world ever, bar none. That's the phrase I always use at the end of every Beatles track that I play, to be fair. That just epitomises for me just how good a rock and roll band they were they were obviously they were busy in germany before they really hit the big time over in this country and the rest of the world obviously and um and that just like i say that just for me epitomizes what that era was all about i presume that you've always been a music lover but where did the itch for broadcasting come from oh blimey the itch for broadcasting uh, well I'm, I'm i'm actually andrew to be fair with you i'm i'm here under false presenters um music wasn't my first love as such football was my first love but uh, when i realized that i couldn't play football I could always stop them that thought they could but i couldn't play football properly i decided to do something different and that's where the music came in I think all those years ago, it, it stemmed from my dad, who who had his own dance band just after the war era in the uh, in the London area, and he used to work as what they used to call the backup band in the Hammersmith Palais. He gigged with Joe Loss and, and one or two of the other big band leaders around that time, and he had his own dance band in that era. And uh, I think that's where the, the actual sort of music came in. As regards broadcasting, like a lot of people, you run a, a, a mobile disco or whatever and then think, well, maybe I could take this a bit further and, and get on the radio and, and this and the other. And the only way to do that in sort of the late 70s, early 80s was to get involved with hospital radio. And uh, so I went along to my local hospital radio station in Nottingham, uh, joined up there in uh, 1986 and uh, very soon realised that I wasn't going to make it as a broadcaster. <laughs> Your next choice moves on nicely from the Beatles to uh, Paul McCartney's second band, Wings. Tell us about, listen to what the man said. Well, uh, this was uh, the very first song I played on hospital radio at Nottingham in the, sort of the late 80s. I'd done all my training, I'd been past fit to broadcast uh, by the programme control at the time. Yes, they used to have that sort of thing, where you used to have to send a demo into the program controller unheard of these days i think but um yeah, certainly at, at those at those times yeah you, you, there was a certain etiquette that you had to uh, adhere to so i was waiting for a, a show slot to become available to me i was loitering with intent one bank holiday monday and the station manager came running in uh, richard richard you're studio trained aren't you yes uh, says I, uh, well, Brian's not coming in at one o'clock. You're on in five minutes after the news. Uh, 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 so blind panic, grab the first load of records that you could find in the in the library. And the first one that I picked up was this next tune, as you say, by Paul McCartney wins. Listen to what the man said. Now people find a way to go no matter what the man said. love is fine for all we know, for all we know. That's what the man said 
you mentioned Nottingham Hospital Radio, so can I ask you what I ask a lot of fellow volunteers who have appeared on Music Was My First Love, how and why did you become involved with hospital radio? Was it, was it for a reason to do hospital radio, or was it just about getting your foot in the door somewhere? Like I said, I think uh, uh, with a lot of people in the late 70s, early 80s, it was, it was trying to get a foot in the door somewhere else, uh, and that was the only way in. You, you, you sent your demos off to commercial radio stations or the BBC, and they said, oh, go and get some experience at your local hospital radio, and, and we'll see you again in a couple of years' time. So that's what you, you ended up doing. For me, as soon as I sort of realised very quickly that I wasn't as good as the people that were on Nottingham Hospital's radio when I joined, I sort of knuckled down and, and got into hospital radio, and I've been sort of doing it ever since, to be fair. And who are your broadcasting heroes? Um, uh, Mr Everett, without oh. a doubt. Um, I don't think you need to go any further past that, to be fair. No. I, I had Johnny Beeling on the show. All right. And I asked him about Kenny Everett, and he said he is without doubt the best... DJ that the BBC has ever, to this day, hired. I, I, and I wouldn't disagree with Johnny Beeling, I have to say. Um, yeah, just a, just a bit of a legend. I mean, there's, there's been a thing going about uh, very recently on Twitter and, um, and Facebook, a little uh, snippet of, of old film of Kenny d doing his jingles um, uh, and just the way he just used to operate the machinery in a, in a studio that... I mean, he'd give his eye teeth for nowadays, wouldn't he, with all the all the computer technology, the edits that he can create, but it was all all down to very speed tape machines and, and blades and, oh, blimey. Very much ahead of technology's time, probably. Absolutely, yeah, and he, and he knew how to handle it all, and, and that was the beauty of it, and uh, he, was, he was just a natural. Your third choice is from 80s pop electronic new romantic band Human League. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to see the Human League, they're a Sheffield based band, so not too far from Nottingham, a bit further north, and fortunate enough to see them in con one of their very early concerts at uh, the University in Sheffield and um, and I'm very much followed their early development as a, a synthesizer band and then more commercially sounded uh, so this tune sort of epitomises the sound of the 80s it's uh, the Human League as you say and love action. Richard, what was Radio Robin? Uh, well, Radio Robin was a hospital radio station that uh, I, along with a couple of ex-colleagues at um, Nottingham Hospitals Radio, started in 1993. I left NHR in 91, um, had a couple of years off for good behaviour and uh, decided to um, we let ourselves loose, if I can say, on the Ilkeston Community Hospital, which is a, a little town on the border between Nottinghamshire and Derbyshire. A little small community hospital, only four wards in it, 70-odd beds, and um, they'd not got a radio station. They liked the idea. More importantly, they liked us. So we started what we called Radio Robin. The reason for that was the fact that the local football team, Ilkeston Town, are called the Robins. And the guy who um, was the chairman of Ilkeston Town, we thought he, he might give us a few quid 
if um, we called it Radio Robin, and that backfired spectacularly. But the name stuck, <laughs> and not, it was it was absolutely fine. That's not what I was expecting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it backfired on us terribly. Um, but um, uh, we started Radio Robin in '93, had a couple of years of fundraising and what have you. Uh, turned a a twelve foot square former sluice room into a studio office and everything else, and uh, we jammed ourselves in there and uh, launched it in 1995. And is it still going? It isn't, I'm afraid. No, we, we've got as far as the 21st birthday in 2016, and I'm afraid it had to fold. The, the hospital went through some changes as regards people that were staying overnight. It became more of a day case hospital. There was nobody to broadcast to, so they made the decide left by then, but they made the decision to close it. It was very unfortunate because we put a lot of work and effort into it. Tell me about your next choice, which is from Silla Black. This is the second tune I played as the station manager of Radio Robin when it launched in 1995. The first one was Rockin' Robin. Uh, I suppose that's uh, fairly standard, I would have thought. But our request show, we were always going to call it It's For You. And I knew somewhere in the past, in the 60s, that there was a song called It's For You. Written by Lennon and McCartney, it's sung for us by Silla Black. Next choice, Richard, is from The Walrus of Love and very much the original of his kind, Barry White. But I, I don't know this track. I'm qualified to satisfy you. Oh, I, I do hope you've got the right version. I really do, Andrew. Um, yeah, the reason for this, I put this in. You asked me to, to come up with ten tunes that mean something, and this one does. I heard a 12-inch version of this, and as with Hospital Radio, you used to get loads and loads of donated records, didn't you, back in yeah. the day? People just used to uh, give, them, give them to the Hospital Radio. They'll play them. And it was my job at Radio Robin to sift through the ones that we could play and the ones that we couldn't play. I picked up this 12-inch single, Barry White, on the cover, you know, Walrus of Love, as you say, Unqualified to Satisfy You. I thought, I've never heard that before. So I put it on the turntable. It has a couple of naughty words in the long introduction that's in there with Barry White doing what Barry White does. But I managed to find a few years later at a car boot sale a seven-inch version. And I thought, I'm having some of that. And um, and anyway, like I said, it's just a tune. It's just it's just Barry White doing what Barry White does. Anyway, you want me to could still make good tracks that aren't that famous. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. That came from the Al- Arrival album in 1976, I think. It's a great track. Why, why particularly that one? Well, my wife, Nikki, uh, she used to be a teacher. She's now a childminder and she works from home, but um, for many years, 20-odd uh, years, she, she was a teacher. So I just thought that was appropriate, actually. And you <laughs> kissed her. Uh, well, yes, more than once. <laughs> so... Back in 2004, Richard, you launched the A to Z of Pop, which, yeah. as I said uh, earlier, 
career goes out to around 100 different stations worldwide. Tell me about how the concept and the show itself and the distribution all came together. Long story, I'm afraid. In 2003, I had a nasty road traffic accident where I was hit head-on by a lorry coming on my side of the road while I was driving a, a lorry as well. It trapped me in the cab for the best part of uh, two and a half hours before they got me out. By the time I woke up two and a half weeks later, I've been told that um, I lost the use of my, my lower right leg and they'd have to amputate that. And I'd already had, I, I believe, 46 units of blood. So as a personal appeal to anybody out there that gives blood, thank you very much indeed from the bottom yeah. of my heart. Yeah, one of the reasons I can't give blood is because I've had that quantity of blood. So it kept me alive. So um, you're all heroes. So in recovery, which was a good three or four months in hospital in Leeds, and moved up to the Lancashire area from Nottingham by then. We were planning to get to get married, myself and Nicky, and uh, we had to cancel and postpone that to, until the following year so as we could sort, sort myself out. Obviously, this threw up a, a few issues with whether I'd be able to work again um, and what have you, and it's, it's proved that I haven't been able to, so I needed something to occupy my time. The whole idea of the A to Z of pop was born out of some years previously, whilst I was at um, both Nottingham Hospitals Radio and Radio Robin, knowing a gentleman by the name of Dennis Williams, who used to live in Portsmouth, and he used to supply... NHR with programmes called The Melody Parade, which was music from the sort of the 20s and 30s era, uh, which was very popular with, with our listeners at that time in the, in the sort of late 80s. And I thought, well, there must be a, a sort of a, a market out there for some form of syndicated programme. So I'm scratching my head as to what I'm thinking of, of doing. And again, going back to my training days at NHR, the guy who was training me at the time said, if you ever get stuck for a feature within a program, just grab a couple of records out of the library. Well, our library at NHR was in A, B, C, D, E, and, and the rest of it sort of thing. So all the, all the titles that began with A were in one section, B was in another section. So you just start at A, get a couple of three tunes, and then next week you go for B. And then, uh, so I'd sort of evolve that into, a, into an hour-long show, picking the letter of the alphabet, and um, so far it's been quite popular and you managed to uh, get sponsorship as well yeah i mean that was more by luck than judgment i have to say i'm no i'm no marketing expert or guru in any way shape or form to be honest um i just sent out a load of letters one must have hit the the right desk of the right person at exactly the right time who said yeah we'll go for that and they've been with me ever since 2005 so it's brought to you in association with spec savers opticians i have to get that unashamed plug in quite right they've been really good to me over the years so. how often you are you producing new ones? I'm producing new shows pretty much most days of the week, to be honest. Take my time with them. Pretty much like yourself, record them nicely, make sure they're all, all right before we go out on air, and um, and it, it all works pretty well. But yeah, most, most days of the week I'm doing something towards it. Tell us about your next choice from Faith Hill, which I know holds a special place in your heart. Absolutely, yeah. Well, as I say, um, learning to walk again with an amputation, uh, an amputated lower right leg was difficult. Uh, not as difficult as some of the people that um, I was in hospital with at the same time. However, a lot of people said that, oh, you 
you'll be struggling to walk because you broke your upper right leg and your hip's gone and all the rest of it. So I was determined to walk down the aisle when we eventually got married in November of 2004. So we, we got married, uh, had the ceremony in a very nice hotel in Blackburn in Lancashire and uh, we walked back up the aisle, well, we, we sort of tottered back up the aisle uh, to this. This will be Faith Hill and there you'll be. Considering the story that you just told me, that's uh, such a perfect lyric. Yeah, and, and the next one's not so bad either. Uh, but, but yeah, there, there wasn't a dry eye in the house, I have to say. Uh, I'm not sure there's a dry eye in this studio, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, has the art of radio broadcasting changed a lot since you started, do you think? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we, we've gone from that horrible word vinyl. Uh, there were records in my day. It wasn't vinyl, it was records. Yeah. We've gone from records and reel to reel tapes. We even, when we started Radio Robin at Ilkeston, we even had our jingle package on leaderless cassettes yeah <laughs> so we had sort of two minute jingles on on a leaderless cassette so is it played straight away as soon as you press the play button and then we went into mini disc and now it's all computer generated i've got i mean in my studio here at a to z towers i have got no no cds certainly no records um nothing to play them on anyway everything's off a off a computer uh, hard drive now and what advice would you give uh, to someone like me just starting out in his or her radio broadcasting career? Uh, be yourself. Always speak with a smile in, in, in your voice and um, always talk to the microphone as though you're talking to your mum. <laughs> That's a great I thought you were going to quote Terry Wogan then, that <laughs> the microphone is your listener. Well, I mean, I suppose that, in a way, that's right. There, there are a few stations that I visit up and down the country, as you're probably aware, that do have uh, pictures of various family members on the desk and I once asked why, why, why have you got all your members of your family and stuff there it's so people know who our listeners are well oh, you're broadcasting to that person there so you can actually visualise somebody on the other side of the microphone and um, as I say I suppose Terry Wogan's right who, who are we to disagree with that? Uh, absolutely and you talk about having a smile in your voice the one person who has been doing that for years and is still doing it today and is the master of, of being able to hear his smile is Tony Blackburn. Another broadcasting legend. You tend to find that the, the ones that, that can do it are in it for the long haul, aren't they? The yeah. likes of Ken Bruce, Tony Blackburn, as you mentioned there, Steve Wright at Radio 2. All the names come trotting out. They've been doing it for so long because they're so good at it. Uh, yeah. And they've got it. They've got it down to a T. Your eighth choice on this edition of Music Was My First Love is appearing for the second time, and that's the beautiful If Tomorrow Never Comes from Ronan Keating. Absolutely, yeah. And um, moving on from the actual wedding itself that we had in this hotel in Blackburn to the reception in the same hotel, obviously, me and my wife, Nikki, we, we'd taken dance lessons to, to learn how to, to do the first dance. How many weddings have you ever been to when the bride and groom get up and they just stumble around the floor for about five minutes until somebody yeah. decides we'll rescue them and go and join them? But it wasn't going to be like that for us. We, we didn't want anybody on the floor because we'd, we'd actually actually spent quite a bit of money to learning how to do a rumba and we managed to do a rumba even with my limitations as they were in in november 2004 having uh, had the accident a year and a little while earlier but yeah it it was it it fitted the the actual song fitted the rumba beat we managed a very nice rumba and again not a dry eye in the house it worked a treat ronan keating and if tomorrow never comes tomorrow never 
Richard, can I ask you uh, a question about the accident? Mm, certainly, yeah. Uh, because there'll obviously be people listening who have been through the same thing. Were there dark days ahead? Um, I'd be, I'd be a fool to say no. When I was in recovery in, in the Leeds General Infirmary, I think, I, I, and I've never had this confirmed or denied or whatever, but I think that the, the nursing staff put me next to a gentleman who'd had a, a fall and he'd broken his hip. He'd then proceeded to give up on life altogether. And they put me next to him, uh, knowing that I'd got, got a youngish family. I couldn't move at all around in the bed at all. So I was looking at this gentleman who literally wanted the nurses to do everything for him. And I'm not going to describe what I'm talking about there because mm-hmm. you'll all know. But, yeah, th- this guy had given up. And, and I'm thinking and I'm looking at this for the best part of, I don't know, two days. And I can remember saying to one of the nursing staff, can you either move me or him? Because if I st- lay here any longer looking at him... I'll turn out just like him, and I don't want to. And I think when you've had a, a nasty accident or you've had a, a diagnosis of something that's really horrible, yes, it's really horrible, every sympathy with you, but there's only two ways you can go, and I was determined I wasn't going the same way as this chap in the bed next to me, who I believe lasted for another week before he eventually passed away, and he'd only had a fall and broken his hip. But so it was fairly serious for him. But for me, I, I sort of knew that I'd, I'd got to get back up on my foot and, um, and, and carry on. And like I say, I've never had it confirmed or denied by anybody in authority at the hospital in any way, shape or form. So I don't know whether it was just a freak of nature or, or whether it was something that they did consciously enough to get me rousled up to, to, to actually uh, make a, a strong recovery, which is hopefully what I've done. And yeah, it was just one of those things. But as I say, I don't know whether they've done that on purpose or not. It's Richard Smith and the A to Z of pop. Tell me about the big broadcast. Oh, blimey. Um, where do you want to start? Some years ago, I used to go and have lunch with a, a gentleman that had come to see me in hospital. We'd been friends for a few years before that. And um, we used to go out every every week uh, to the same place and, and sit there for a couple of hours chewing the fat, as you do. He just called me one day and said, you look a bit fed up with yourself. What's, what's the matter? And I said, well, you know, I'm just... I'm, I'm sorry, started to get a bit stale with the A to Z of pop and, and I'm sort of struggling to come up with new and different ideas. He said, well, why don't you do a live version? And I'm thinking, what, what do you mean, a live version? He said, well, do, do a live A to Z of pop somewhere. And he was thinking I was just going to go into one station and, and do a live show. But anyway, I got home and I'm thinking, well, OK, I can do a live show. Can I broadcast it live to multiple places? Anyway, I've got some friends within Hospital Radio who, who take the programme and uh, I contacted one of those and I said, how easy or difficult would it be to actually broadcast something to a wider audience online? And he said, not a problem at all. Could have that up and running in about 10 minutes. Really, said I. So I thought, well, OK, um, I can do an A to Z of pop. I can do an hour or I can do an A to Z of pop and do 26 hours. 
and decided to put one letter of the alphabet into each hour and call it the big broadcast. It was the A to Z of Pop's big broadcast in 2012, and that was the first one. And that's now evolved <laughs> into um, the New Year's Eve big broadcast. And we've not looked back since then, really. And we do it on, on New Year's Eve. And um, anybody that's unfortunate enough to be in hospital or tune in online or whatever uh, is able to hear us. And um, it's aimed at hospital radio listeners and um, and their friends and relatives who are listening in that can send them requests and all the rest of it. We try and put as much content into those few hours as we can. So as is this, hopefully there's something for everybody. There's quizzes, there's celebrity interviews, there's live music. Uh, we, we even I've got a hot tub out the back, and we even mic up the hot tub and we go and sit in the hot tub and have have a discussion program in the hot tub, which is very relaxing and and it takes radio to a completely different level. You really ought to try. But yeah, it's just a great, great, great thing to do. Um, and I think the the stations that take it, like Radio Glamorgan, are very appreciative of it because it means that they haven't got to schedule anything either via a computer. Um, hopefully, I'm not giving too much away there. Or people haven't got to come in on New Year's Eve if they don't want to. They want to spend it with their family. The beauty of it for me is that I'm normally surrounded by a very talented team of four or five individuals from various places up and down the country who um, want to be here with me on New Year's Eve. I'm doing it from home, uh, so what's not to like? When, when I first got in touch with you about you coming on Music Was My First Love, it was about early December, and you said, fine, yep, love to, let's get the big broadcast out of the way first, and then we'll sort something out. So... It obviously takes a lot of planning. Yeah, I mean, it, we, we try to evolve the show every year, um, and we, we normally have a have a <laughs> we normally have a, a, a production meeting literally about five minutes after the show's ended, and we we start this because we actually record what we say because we forget if we're not careful. Yeah. Um, so we record everything that we 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 say, and we try and say, well, that didn't work so well. Maybe we could put it in a different way, and this worked really well. So maybe we could emphasise that and. And we hopefully we develop the show each and every year and, and bring something new and, and exciting to the listener. I mean, the last couple of years we've had a pantomime and we, we've done a pantomime. Oh, yes, we have. We've done a pantomime. We've, we've actually now got it to the stage where it's live on webcams and we all dress up and play the part and it's on the radio. Madness, it really is. Please don't tell me the hot tub bit is on the uh, line. Yeah, it is, yeah. That's okay. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, obviously, we're all covered up, and, the, and this, out the other. It's not that sort of a hot tub party, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it, we, we just love it, and it's it's just a different way of, of, of doing live radio, and uh, hopefully if it entertains a couple of people out there, then we've done our job. Your ninth choice, Richard, is a song that takes me back to my youth. It was one of the first seven-inch singles that I owned, but... Um, this is a first for you as well, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I started the A to Z of Pop in uh, June of 2004. Obviously, you're going to start a show called the A to Z of Pop at the letter A. At the letter A, I thought, well, OK, I can I can play Are You Ready for Love by Elton John. Uh, maybe not. That's not not too much of a great start. Uh, I need a bouncy number to get us underway. So I thought of this one from Steel Ice Band, late 1970s, All Around My Hat. Richard, your tenth uh, and 
final choice on music with my first love is ELO's version of Chuck Berry's Rollover Beethoven. Yeah, I mean, um, l- let me just uh, turn these tables on you a minute, Andrew. You've got a tune, you must have a tune that is your go-to tune that gets you going. What would that be? Well, it's what I call my positive thinking tune, and I have two. One is, and not because of the lyric, it just, as you say, it has that go-to feeling about it. One is Born to Run... And the other is The Boys Are Back in Town by Thin Lizzy. Ah, there, there, you, there you are, you see. Roll Over Beethoven is my go-to tune. And um, when we normally do the big broadcast, we normally wait until sort of later on, New Year's Eve, party time, Roll Over Beethoven, Electric Light Orchestra, what's not to like? You're very proud of the A to Z of pop, aren't you? Yeah, it's it saved me from going mad. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, it's it's been uh, a bit of a godsend as regards keeping me busy, keeping me focused. I, it's allowed me to to meet some great people, yourself included, and um, we, I spend a lot of time talking to people from hospital radio stations up and down the the UK, Ireland, and even a couple in Australia that have the programs now. And just I love doing the programs. Love spending time coming up with different ideas to to try and. Uh, and make it work, try and develop it even further. It's just given me that platform to, I suppose, be what you can be. And, um, you know, it was made fairly obvious and plain to me when I left hospital that um, I'd I'd be struggling to, to work again for a living. And as a result of the accident, there was compensation, and that's allowed me to do the A to Z of pop and the big broadcast and everything else, along with a bit of help from other people along the way. And, um, yeah, I think it's uh, 100-odd stations on. Originally, I thought, well, I wonder whether if I could get five or six interested, that'd be great. And here we are. There's 107 stations now take it, and um, and um, I just love doing it. And uh, hopefully, if any of the listeners out there enjoy the programmes that I, I put together for them, then um, that's made my job even even easier. And uh, you know, it's just a grand thing to be doing. I think. Cheers, Richard. Thanks for coming on. Absolute pleasure, Andrew. Take care. listening to Music Was My First Love on Radio Glamorgan with Richard Smith choosing 10 of his favourite tracks. I'm Andrew Wolfe and join me again soon when I'll be joined by another guest choosing 10 of their favourite tracks on another edition of Music Was My First Love. Music of the future